Hello Survivors. I'm Sydney. And I'm Carrie. And today we are talking about surviving the holidays. Yay! Which is really ironic because Sydney and I just cooked what we deemed mockmas dinner. Because when you're a blogger, you have to cook holiday dinners a month in advance so you can get all of the fun recipes out there. So tonight we just had mockmas and it was a lot of fun. It was great. And we were together. Which is super, like, appropriate for the holidays, I think. Yes. Usually, we're recording podcasts. I'm in Texas, Sydney's in Florida, and we're together for the holidays, which is perfect, perfect to talk about this topic. And I am going to say that a lot of our podcasts lately have been a little heavy, and we've got some coming up that are dealing with some really good, good biblical discussions, and they're a little heavy, but we're hoping this one can be a little lighter and a little more fun. So, I don't know anybody who doesn't love the holidays, but it is sadly... I do. I do. A lot of people. You don't love them? No, I know people. Oh. Well, I don't know many people who don't love them, but I know it's a very stressful time for a lot of people, myself included, especially being working mom and still being expected to like host parties and cook meals and bring things to events that I don't know about until two days before I'm supposed to bring them. Yes, that happens often. Mom, I love you. Let's get better about this. However, the holidays can be super stressful. And when you have an autoimmune disease, that is not good. That leads to sleepless nights. That leads to inflammation and sickness. And it is pretty much the worst. So we're going to give you some ideas on how to keep those things at bay and hopefully offer you some encouragement through this season. So I think that number one with a bullet how to survive the holidays is to plan. Amen. To plan, 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 make lists. Hyper plan. Yes. Um, I know I've mentioned it before, but just for those of you who may not know, um, I have been friends with Sydney's mother since Sydney was a zygote. Um, she calls me Aunt Carrie, but I'm not technically her aunt. Although we literally got told we look alike today. So that's yes. Cool. We got asked if we were mother and daughter today. So, I, while I'm not technically her aunt, I am her aunt, and I, um, so we are family. And her mother, this is one of the things that her mother has this down. She is the queen of the lists. There are instances where I have been witness to she has her list broken down within like five minute increments of like what I'm going to do. She makes just legal pad length list of what day I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do this, where I'm going to do this. And so one of the biggest things you can do about holidays is to plan what you can do ahead of time. And when you can do something ahead of time, do it. So I'm going to make some printables for the blog and I'm going to put those up of just some like holiday planning list, what you can do three days before, what you can do two days before, what you need to do the day before, what you and everything that needs to get done the day of. And just kind of a little timeline for you guys because I think that a lot of times we get so very overwhelmed by the holidays that we don't stop to enjoy them. And here's an example. Sydney and I cooked an amazing feast tonight. But by the time we sat down to eat it, I was so tired then I took like three bites of everything and I was kind of like done with it because I was just so 
tired. So I really want to work towards avoiding that at Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. So I definitely agree that anything you can do ahead of time should be done ahead of time. And although it may be a little bit late this year for you to jump on this bandwagon, something I've been practicing for a couple of years now, which makes the holidays so much more enjoyable, is I start shopping in January. Once Christmas is over, I give myself the rest of December, and then in January, I start slowly and meticulously picking things out for people, and I have a secret little cupboard that is locked in a way so that when it comes to the holiday season, most of the time I'm pretty much done with my shopping and I can enjoy the holidays. I'm not stuck in long lines or waiting for X, Y, and Z. Now, the only downside to this is if you don't know if the person's gonna love the gift and you want a gift receipt, the gift receipt's not gonna be good from January to December. So that might be a downside. However, if you know that you know that you know that that person's gonna love the gift you get them, start shopping early. It's something you can do and it saves you a ton of money instead of trying to force all of your spending into one month. So this is my biggest holiday trick. It is the best holiday thing I have started in my adult life. And I really encourage you for next year to get in the habit of picking up things along the way, putting them somewhere you don't know where they are, and then being done by the time the holidays actually reach you. Absolutely, I think that's a great idea. There are things that you can like prep ahead of time. So just planning, whether it's for Thanksgiving, planning and not being that person that's out shopping on Wednesday the, before Thanksgiving so you're in the long lines and you're like fighting over that last can of yams or you can't find any of the cranberries that don't have high fructose corn syrup yes they do exist so you know like just plan ahead of time get the groceries the the frozen things and the canned items and the box items get them in your normal shopping as you go through the the months before a holiday and then you have most of the items that you need ahead of time and then of course the things like meats and dairy and stuff like that you'll need to pick up um, at the time but if you plan ahead then you're not gonna have a it's not gonna be such an expense all at once on top and, of gifts. yes on top of gifts and everything else and B it's just gonna make your burden a little bit easier so we're in October. I mean, we're in, ugh, we're actually in November, y'all. Oh my gosh. We're in November right now, but, and Thanksgiving is three weeks away. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, three weeks away, but it's still not too late. You can still ease into the holiday, start getting the things that you need now, and move forward. And also, I would like to say at this point, you don't necessarily have to make everything that you always make every time it's okay for you to cull your dishes down to the ones that your families truly love the ones that are important to them the ones that you love but i mean how many of us throw away leftovers after thanksgiving after christmas dinner after a new year's eve party how many of us end up throwing away food because we bought a 25 pound turkey and we ate 10 pounds of turkey counting leftovers and then you and I no lie I have turkey in my freezer from last year and it's November and I never I used some of it I made turkey soup and turkey pot pie and then I was kind of over it and it's actually still sitting there in the bottom of my freezer so it's okay to cull things down and to do a little less I agree I think it's 
a great idea to do a little less. And not just from the perspective of the dishes that you're making, but also, and some people are going to literally die when I say this, it is okay to use paper plates. And maybe not the cheapest, ugliest paper plates in the world, but they have really nice paper plates. And if you are the person who sits there with dishes in your sink for seven days after Thanksgiving or Christmas, give yourself the break and the grace and go get a $5 pack of really nice looking paper plates and throw them away. Lighten your burden this season. I think the other really important thing people don't do, and I know a lot of people do this, so if you're one of those people, great. I don't recommend doing this every day of your life, but if you're the kind of person who is super, super opposed to throw away baking dishes, but you know they're gonna sit in your sink for seven days, give yourself that break. Get a disposable baking dish. Absolutely, there are things you can do to, especially if you're a working mom, if you're just a mom who struggles with chronic fatigue like me, there are things you can do to make it easier on you. And there are things that, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with going out for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm just going to put that out there. There are places, especially if you don't have to be gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan, there are places out there that put on a mean Thanksgiving dinner spread. And you know what? It's okay every once in a while to just say, you know what, family? We're going to all pile in the car. We're going to go have dinner somewhere else. And then after dinner, we're going to come home and we're going to watch movies together and snuggle up and we're going to do like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and have popcorn and toast and jelly beans and just enjoy the day. There's nothing wrong with that. Give yourself grace. Give yourself what you need to enjoy the holiday. Because you want your kids to remember you running around the kitchen with your hair on fire and then being too stressed to eat Or do you want your kids to remember the special times and the moments that you took with them and the times of reflection? And we're specifically talking about Thanksgiving right now because that's the next holiday coming up. I think we so often worry about the tablescape and the food and the orders and the drinks and the having the just the right music playing in it that we actually forget as a people to be thankful. We forget to sit in thankfulness and gratitude for what we do have. And I think that we also forget to foster that in our children and truly take the time to be thankful. And if you're too busy with doing to to reflect and be thankful on that day, then I'm going to like be so bold as to say that maybe you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and I think that's where we can, we can offer tips to help you survive this. Because at this point, you're surviving yourself. You want to know why we named our podcast? <laughs> surviving yourself? Maybe this is why. So, because we struggle with surviving ourselves every day. And not just from the autoimmune perspective, but because we are doers and we put things on our lists and on our list and we have expectations and then it just piles up and piles up. So from our experience, every area that you are incredibly picky and specific about Write those on a list. Like make a physical, tangible list of all the things that you want to do, all the dishes, the things you want on your tablescape, the way you want the seating arrangement to go. Write those all down and force yourself to let one go. It's going to be hard. It's going to be some serious gut-wrenching work. But for your health's sake, do it. Try it. Be bold. Change it up. Because you will 
find that one small item off your list with the extra S in their lists will change the holidays for you. We overwhelm ourselves. I think particularly as women, I'm sorry for any men who are listening who feel that they do this as well, but I specifically think that women overwhelm ourselves with the idea of hospitality for the holidays to where we're not actually doing it charitably in our heart. We're not actually wanting to to be with the people we were around. We just want to appear as the best possible hostess possible for this event. And I think that really robs the holidays from us. So I really encourage you to let something go, something that will keep you from having joy in this holiday season. Absolutely. I think that the focus needs to be on your friends, on your family. Of course, make amazing food, but we also need to work on shifting our focus to making our holidays sacred. And I, I say that very specifically because a friend of mine wrote a book entitled Sacred Holidays. Just download it right now or order it because I really, the book takes each and every holiday and it's a great resource and it helps you shift your focus between all the busyness of the holidays and into making them sacred. And I think it's a really, really great resource. And I don't just say that because my friend wrote it. It is a really great resource. It, is, it offers some great perspective on all of the holidays. It's something that you're not just going to read once and just throw it on the shelf or keep it on your e-reader and never read it again. It's a resource that you're going to pull out every year at holidays and it's going to encourage you to, to really skew your holidays more towards the sacred than the secular and busyness for the sake of busyness. So I do highly recommend that um, to I'm not one to like, push products on you. We do, I am not getting a commission, but it really is something that can change your perspective on this holiday season. And I think something else that can be a change of perspective that I do want to talk about is extended family. Yes. I think that we especially as Christians, because we're like, well, we're called to honor our father and our mother. And we are. We are called to honor our father and our mother. But we are also called to leave and cleave. We're also called to do that. And those two things aren't mutually exclusive. It is okay for you to set boundaries around your holidays. And I think especially when you have in-laws and you maybe have, you know, your parents might be divorced, so you have to go to your mom's house, you have to go to your father's house, you, know, you have to see your maternal grandmother, you have to go see your paternal family, then you have to go see your husband's family. I think that it is okay to draw boundaries around these holidays and say, you know what, this holiday, it's this year, it's just going to be my family on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or you're welcome to come, you're welcome to be with us. But we're not going to be running to three different places on Christmas Day. We're not going to be going to four different places on Thanksgiving. We're really going to be spending it with our family and enjoying the day. And so I think that, that the, the family struggle and that dynamic is something that people really causes a lot of strife and a lot of heartache at the holidays is like trying to fit everybody in. And it's like forced merriment. You like go from one house to the and be you know, oh we're having so fun so much fun go to the next house ah and it really turns into like a 
more manicness than it does joy. And the holidays are supposed to be joyful. Absolutely. I had a very um, interesting experience at this last year. My husband always has to work on Thanksgiving because he works at Best Buy. So for all of you guys who go to Best Buy on Thanksgiving, shame on you, first of all. <laughs> and I only say that because you rob me of my husband every year. So I hope that you don't feel judged by that. However, Best Buy didn't used to be this way. It was customer demanded. So I personally feel some type of way about this. However, he has to work every single Thanksgiving at 2 p.m. Well, who eats lunch before 4? Never my family. So maybe other people do. But it has robbed us of so many years of Thanksgiving. And last year, I just, I was done. I was done with us trying to do lunch at noon, which was never going to happen with my giant family, and run an hour away to my mom's house and manically cook everything and get him a plate so that he could go and then everyone else finally sit down and actually eats around four. It just ended up being a poop circus every single time. So last year, I just drew the boundary and I did feel bad. So I'm going to apologize to my sister in this one. She was hosting Thanksgiving last year and I did not show until the very end because I needed to be with my husband. I needed him to know that at the end of the day, I am thankful for our family, for him and for my boys and our unit. And I had to do that for us and it was a little cringy with my family but it is so okay and it was beautiful and lovely aside from the fact that my dad came over and tried to be my hero and fix a chandelier and ended up going to the ER that day it was a really lovely time outside of that so it is okay to take that time and make your small family your unit the important focus of the day I think so many people are so used to like, okay, this year we're going to have Thanksgiving with your family. Next year we're going to have Thanksgiving with my family. Then the next year's yours, the next year. Okay, but when are you having Thanksgiving or Christmas, New Year's, with just your own personal family? I don't think that it maybe necessarily needs to be like every other year. I think that there may be years where you need to just take that year for your family and that doesn't mean that you're not honoring your parents and that doesn't mean that you're not loving your grandparents and that doesn't mean that you're not loving them you you love them 365 to 366 days a year that it doesn't matter if you see them and celebrate the holiday with them on that exact date if you think of them if you remember them if you take them a gift on a different day and spend some quality time with them it would be much more precious to spend time with them one-on-one -on -one than there is with 82 people in the house and you're one of them and it and it doesn't really matter if you're there or not because nobody has time to spend with each and every person but you could be having such a precious time in your home with your people just celebrating what's important and so I encourage you if, if, you're, if you're struggling with this this year and you're looking at the schedule and figuring out how are we going to get to Aunt Susan's and how are we going to get to go see your, your cousins and how are we going to just take a breath, really focus on your family, to really focus on celebrating what is important and then taking the time the next weekend and maybe going seeing some of these people. So I just want to encourage you that you don't, have to see everybody on Christmas Eve and Christmas or on actual Thanksgiving Day 
this isn't something that you have to do. It's not mandated. You're not a bad Christian. You're not a bad daughter. It's okay to take a step back and to set a little boundary and to draw the line there. Okay, my next piece of advice. It's going to sound very silly in comparison to these really good tips that we've just given you previously. However, it is something that I always find every year. At some point, I realize that I am miserably failing at this and it's making me miserable. And if I would just purpose to not do it the next year, I would be better off. And this year, I am succeeding so far. Stay hydrated. 73% of Americans walk around dehydrated every day. Drink more water. It sounds super, super, super silly. However, there are so many studies that show that being properly hydrated lowers stress, helps us sleep better, helps our autoimmune diseases, helps your skin, and you're going to be in pictures, and you want to be glowing, and holidays, and blah, blah, blah. Stay hydrated. And I know that sounds so silly, and like something you shouldn't even have to mention, but it's such a back burner thought that people really just don't do it enough. And when I find that I'm in that, that mode of just not taking care of myself in that way, I'm miserable. I'm physically miserable. And that turning point where I start hydrating really, really well changes the holidays for me every single time. So this year, being one up on it, I'm feeling really good going into these holidays. So I encourage you to really purpose to stay hydrated. I think that just goes well to purpose too. If you are too busy to do the things that your body needs to eat well, to sleep, and to hydrate. If you're too busy, that's not your your busyness is not purposeful. It's not nobody needs you to be dying of heat stroke and exhaustion on Christmas Day because you pushed yourself to make everything perfectly perfect. And don't get me wrong, I am a girl who wants everything to be perfectly perfect and lovely and delicious and amazing, but at the same time, I want to be there for my family and I don't want to be falling asleep while they're opening their gifts because I've been up all night getting everything done. So that is something that I encourage you. Just don't forget self-care in all areas during the holiday season because that's one of the first things to go by the wayside. I have another one but it's more Christmas than Thanksgiving. So we're going to flash forward a little bit here because we are so close to Thanksgiving. But my next tip is something that I really think gets forgotten a lot on Christmas morning, but makes things so much easier. Give everyone a bathroom-sized trash bag. Everyone gets a bathroom-sized trash bag before presents start being open so they can put their own trash in the trash bag. And then when you're done, no cleanup. And it sounds really silly, I think, but it's perfect. It's like I, you're Oprah with trash bags. You get a trash bag. You get exactly. a trash bag. You get a trash bag. Also, you can get biodegradable trash bags for $3 for a roll of 100 online. I put the link in the description. And they're, they're amazing. And it is such an easy cleanup because then you don't have to walk around on glitter all day or slip on wrapping paper, which I've done way too many times in my life. And it just makes the morning so much more peaceful getting to enjoy the gifts without all the mess. I think that, yeah, I think that being practical about cleanup and having biodegradable bags is great. And actually, there's going to be a blog post up on the blog very soon, if it's not up already by the time you're listening to this, about being 
good stewards and of our earth and making your own wrapping paper from 100% recycled materials, which I know sounds a little radical, but I'm just talking about buying paper that is made from recycled materials and making it festive and for the holidays so that you're not buying more and more paper that because most wrapping papers I don't know if you know this but most wrapping papers that have all the metallics and the glitters and the they cannot be recycled so it's genuinely just a waste every single year so there will be something up on the blog for just some recommendations on how to make a family craft night and make your own wrapping papers of consumer use recycled materials and then you can just recycle them again and it's just I think it's really being a good steward of our earth and just a good steward of our money as well I agree I definitely agree I think I think what we put into wrapping is incredibly important and getting out of that habit of single-use items going forward is so important for our planet so that I mean that stretches way beyond the holidays but I think that that's a really good good place to start when it comes to presents just to think about what you're doing to the planet however I mean and we did just talk about how it's okay to use paper plates we did but it's all about balance it's all about balance and it's not okay to use plastic straws says Martha Stewart yeah okay I drink out of a stainless steel straw every day all day so I don't even know another thing I think is super important as far as being a good steward and I'm sure you're hearing this from all of the charities and all of the churches, but it is to give the excess that you have to people who don't have it. I mean, there are people who, you know, we think we're surviving ourselves, whether it's our crazy or our diseases. However, there are people who are literally just trying to survive the day. So whatever extra you have that you can give, that you're willing to give, do it. We're a community, and we're only a community because of where we choose to be and who we choose to be around and help. And I think we so often just pass people by, not really caring whether or not they're surviving the day, and that should be our focus. It shouldn't It shouldn't be, you know, I need three new platters and 30 chargers if there are people who are on the streets starving and we can do something about it. So I really encourage you to be charitable and you will be returned with so many blessings. I just really encourage you to be charitable. Absolutely. I think it's especially important. Not, I mean, I think people are more inclined to be charitable at the holidays than more inclined to maybe volunteer, to feed the homeless on Thanksgiving. That's become very trendy. That's so trendy. But people need to be fed all year round. I think that people are more inclined to give at Christmas or be more generous during this holiday season. And I think that's amazing, but that's how we should be living our lives every day. But I do think it is important to share the example of generosity and show that to our children. Uh, yes. And to sh- take our children, mine are teenagers now, but to take our children and, you know, our church does, we get bags and we fill it up with Thanksgiving meals for people in our area. And whenever, and it would be very, very easy for me to just go and get those groceries at the store whenever I go but we always take our boys with us when we do that and we tell them okay we need according to the list we need two cans of yams go get the yams and we have the boys fill this bag and 
but there's other things, you know, donating, you know, uh, doing an angel tree that your church may do, or doing something through the school for your school may have something for kids in need. I mean, I make my kids pick out all the toys that they know they haven't played with. If you have a toy that is in perfect condition, you've not played with it for the past year, it's time to give it to a kid who will love it. And we do that every year before Christmas, knowing that, I mean, we usually do it like in August because their birthday's in August, but that's a really great way to A, clean out your house, and B, give back to kids who really are going to go without in the seasons. Right. And and I think our church uses the, the phrase, um, spend less, give more. And I think the holidays we have this, we have this impression that we are showing everyone how much we love them by the things we buy for them. And I think that that's not often the case. We, we don't have to buy people's love. We don't have to, we can give our quality gifts instead of quality. We can give meaningful gifts instead of just something that's random. And then we can, and then we can take that money that we would have spent just filling underneath the tree with filler things that our kids may never use and are just going to grow dust on the shelf and take that money and give it to people in need so that they can have a holiday so that, or maybe so they can just pay their light bill. Amen. I think that at this season that we need to remember others, but I also think that that spirit needs to just go all oh, yeah. throughout the year. And we need to be known as a people of generosity, not just just during Jesus' birthday month, but all throughout the year. So, But I think it's a great time to start. I think it's a great time to start and to start walking that out. And look for opportunities to volunteer and to serve and to give. I love you said quality over quantity. I have preached this my whole life, I feel like, because my parents did something really corny, which... I know now, like this was just my parents having five children being on a military salary, but in the moment, they made it sound really good. And it was, Jesus got three gifts. You think you're better than Jesus? And we got three gifts and a a really nice stocking. And it was really strange because I I would see my friends come to school the next day in a new shirt and new pants and new shoes and new whatever, and they'd have a new watch on and a new phone in their pocket and... I'd go to their house the next time and they'd have like a diary that has like a lock on it with that's like voice automated and a new boom box and like all the different things. And I would think, I got three things this year. What is this mess my parents are playing on me? But now I look at it and as a mom, I've chosen to follow that out as well. I get my kids three gifts. I get them three really, really good gifts. And then I get them for some stocking. But those three gifts are valuable to them. They're things that they're going to actively use and really appreciate and love. And they're they're going to get other gifts from other people. So you don't have to stress yourself out getting your kids a million and one gifts if you get them gifts that they're actually going to love. The quality is, I feel, much more important than the quantity. And you can save so much heartache and time and money and resources and energy by just really focusing on the quality. And I can speak from experience. My husband got me probably my favorite gift in the entire world and it was one item and it was quality he did really really well and didn't go crazy on budget but he got me a beautiful ukulele and this one quality item has changed my life so quality is so important over quantity 
don't fall into the trap of consumerism. Absolutely. Your children don't need more things. And and nobody needs 90 pairs of socks. I'm sorry. Nobody. Nobody. Except, like, maybe a millipede that lives up in the North Pole. Just saying. Maybe more than that, actually. Well, yeah. But 90 would be a good start. Be their bottom feet. Which is, like, our feet. So maybe that's right. Okay, and I would really like to talk along the lines of service and giving and being practical. I would really like to just dial in on Christmas and the celebration of Advent. I think that we get so busy, busy, busy that we don't take the time to truly feed our spirits, be in the Word, studying, just taking a five-minute Advent devotional with our children to just prepare our hearts going in to this holiday season. I think we are filled with the busyness of the season instead of the purpose and the meaning behind the season. And I just want to encourage you to really maybe consider doing some sort of Advent devotional, doing some sort of Advil family devotional, Advent family, not Advil. That's a totally different thing. Uh, maybe it you may help need, you survive. The you may need some Advil, but I'm talking about Advent right now. Advent family devotional, even just a couple or something to just to really focus your heart on what's important. Focus your heart on what the season is about and what matters. And there's going to be um, a fun little craft idea thing that is going to be up on the blog that's going to be along the lines of Advent. And I just want to encourage you to go check it out um, and see. And even if you don't make the fun part of it, there's going to be scriptures for each day of Advent that you can just read simply and quickly with your family and just discuss for five minutes. And I think that this is such an important way to survive the holidays because we're teaching our children that holidays are about the things and the whoosie what's it's and the thingamabobs and and it's that's not what Christmas is about and I'm so like channeling the Grinch right now like it came without ribbons and buttons and bags it came without that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about Christmas is not really about things it's about people it's about relationships and it's about redemption wait a minute you're telling me it's not about the roast beast it is not about the roast beast it's not about that I mean, I love me some roast beast, but I'm just saying, Christmas is not about the roast beast. So just during this holiday season, even if you don't dial in on an Advent study, even if you don't change how you're studying the Word, stay in the Word. Stay focused on what is true. Don't let the busyness of the season detract from focusing on the Word and making that your priority. Amen. All right, girl. You right there. Or guy. We're connecting right now. And I'm going to give you a very important message that you needed to hear for a while. It is okay to listen to Christmas music in July. Uh, no, it's not. It is in private 
in your car when no one's there. That way you don't have to beat people over the head with it in December who don't really want to hear it. I'm going to tell you that the honest truth. I live in Florida. In December, it's like 65 degrees still. So I have gotten in the habit, and it's funny because I did this in private, and then come to find out all three of my sisters do the same thing. On July 4th is over, and my Google Play starts playing in our car when we're the only one in it. <laughs> and it's so funny that we all just did this instinctively. But it's okay. It's okay to love Christmas music. It is not okay to force Christmas music on people who don't want to hear it. So start a little early when you're by yourself, and then you won't kill people with Christmas music throughout the year. I mean, I'm all for not forcing people to listen to music at any moment in time, as we've discussed many times, I don't listen to music. And I don't hate Christmas music, I just don't like it any more than I like any other music. It makes no difference to me, it's still noise. But I also want to encourage you to start your own little traditions that, like, are something that's, like, precious to you and feeds your spirit during the holidays. I'm going to tell you mine, and I know that you're probably going to maybe put your judgy pants on, but I just want you to hear me out, okay? Every year, when I am wrapping Christmas presents, first of all, I don't wrap presents until I have all of them, until I am finished shopping, until I have every thing off my list so that is like a monumental <sighs> okay that's done and so the day that all of the shopping is done I gather all the presents and the wrapping paper and the tape and the stickers and I sit down with a cup of hot chocolate and I wrap presents while I watch love actually now yes I realize that there are or unchristian themes in Love Actually. And maybe there's like some nudity in it. But I mean Hugh Grant, so. I mean Hugh Grant. But I love this movie. I I love this movie with a pure, pure love. It makes me so happy. I don't know you guys if you ever watched this movie, but it's just such, it's such a sweet movie. And the, it, it truly is about love. Which, you know, is in the title. And there's just so many, there's all these different little stories. And they're all just, they're like just heartbreaking and joyous. And just all of these things all in one. And I only watch this movie. I love this movie. But I only watch it one time a year when I'm wrapping Christmas presents with a cup of hot chocolate. And I'm going to tell you something that's so sad, but that I can't believe I'm going to share this with the world. Last year, when the movie was over, I started crying. And my husband's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because I don't get to watch it for another year. Okay, this is like my self-created like, rule. This is something that I, like my own little weird tradition that I have made. But it's like something that's just like special. And I look forward to it. And it's just like my own little time. It's just me and the wrapping paper and the movie, and I just, it's its a time I know that everyone's presents are provided for, everything's done, I can get these things wrapped and under the tree, and I can just watch this movie and be in this moment, and it just makes me happy. And, and I don't know, there's something, I wanna keep it, keep it special. 
I want it, so I only watch it once a year. But I encourage you to find some time during the busy, busy holiday season to do something that makes you happy. We've talked about feeding our souls. Now I'm just talking about something that's just for you. Something that you do, whether it's like you get your favorite holiday treat from the store and you, you know, and have some girlfriends over and you chit chat, whatever it is. You have a special date night uh, before Christmas and you and your husband go out and buy all the presents and go to dinner and whatever it is. Find something that's just like for you, a time you can decompress, a time you can just sit and you can be and you can enjoy your little guilty pleasure, whatever it is. And if not heroin, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you know, small little guilty pleasures. Holiday themed guilty pleasures. Like love actually. And just have some time for yourself because we are constantly pushing ourselves during the holidays and constantly going and going and going. So I think just having a little tradition that gives you time to decompress is a great thing. Absolutely. Every year I go get a massage and get a pedicure with a holiday themed like toenail polish. And it seems silly, but that is how I know the holidays are kicked off. And it is it is my, like my me me thing. It's for me only and it helps me get my head right like this is happening. So I definitely encourage. It. I think it's a great tip. Okay, so we've talked about something fun and frivolous. Now we kind of want to get to something heavy. Just a little heavy. Not as heavy as the roast beast. Not as heavy as the roast beast. Come on. I mean, did you see how many who's had to carry that in? I mean, really. (laughs) What I'm talking about, what I want to talk about now is money. Mm -hmm. And not spending what you don't have at the holidays. Yeah. I think that so, so, so many people spend what they don't have. And they go into debt for the holidays and then they're literally paying for the holiday for the rest of the year mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to encourage you this holiday season to stay within your means now I'm not talking about somebody who is struggling to put food on the table every day and <clears throat> and that they don't know you know where their next meal is coming from and they may go out and spend the last of what they have to get something for their kids just so their kids have something for under the tree. First of all, we as the church and a community of believers should be reaching out and helping people in the community with that. But what I am talking about is people, middle class people, upper middle class people, or, you know, really wealthy people who feel the holidays is as, is an excuse to not be good stewards of your money. You don't have to spend what you don't have at the holidays. You don't have to go in debt to give your kids a good Christmas. Your kids want to spend time with you. Your kids, hopefully, I mean, I do have teenagers, so one of mine doesn't want to spend time. But when they're little, they want to spend time with you more than they need, like an easy bake oven and a Barbie dream house and a Barbie motorized car and like an American Girl doll. They, Let's be honest, that's all getting left in the yard. Uh, right. So, and American girl dolls do not look good after they've been rained on. No. And the hair gets a little ratchet, and mm-hmm. uh, they need some help. They need, like, a Brazilian blowout or a keratin treatment or something happening. 
I'm not saying don't give good gifts to your kids. I'm not saying don't give something special and significant to your spouse. But what I am saying is if you're going to into significant debt for a holiday, you are like hindering not only your finances for the year, but you're also hindering the work that God could have done with that money. Absolutely. You don't know, God doesn't necessarily give money to you for you to keep it. As Kristen Welch, the founder of Mercy House, says that all the time. She's like, just because God gives you money doesn't mean it's yours to keep. Sometimes you're called to give it. Sometimes you're called to be charitable. But I think so often we feel at the holidays, we've got to buy and buy and buy and buy and buy, and our kids need all of these things, or what are their friends going to say? And then we end up going into debt for the holidays, and then we're paying it off for the rest of the year, and we're genuinely not being good stewards of our money so I would say sit down nobody wants to do this nobody wants to do this but literally sit down with your spouse or if you're single sit down with yourself and a cup of tea and go over a Christmas budget and then start planning out what you're gonna buy and stay within that budget as much as you can because and your budget will be set to what you're your income level is and what you can spend but let's just be reasonable um i just disagree on one thing what all our virgo listeners love to sit down and create that budget so everybody who's not a virgo listener you need to be sitting down doing this budget it's so important and i also think it's just a really great time to have a conversation about you know what we want to do with our money in the new year like our goals for the new year and and what we might want to be saving towards. So it could be it could be a really good conversation. I will say that um, we got the uh, Tiffany catalog in the mail um, <laughs> for some reason, and Sydney and I were perusing it uh, right before this podcast. Um, yeah, uh, there was some really interesting items in there that really nobody needs for Christmas. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, if the if they don't even publish the price in the catalog, maybe that's not the one the ring you circle and like stick, you know, under your husband's wallet as a hint, you know. I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there. Let's just be reasonable and what we ask for are reasonable and what we expect. And let's be reasonable in what we give. I think that's great advice. Thank you. I'm full of it. Or full of something. <laughs> Okay, and I think my last little fun little topic of advice I want to give to you is that there are some traditions that you may have in your Christmas repertoire that are important and they're special to you, but also there's some things that maybe can change as your kids get older or as your family changes. And one of those things is like for us, here's an example, is stockings. Now, I used to love preparing stockings, individual stockings, and we would all, everyone would have them, but now my boys are older. Two of them are grown, and the other two are in high school. And so, something we started two or three years ago is we no longer do stockings. We do the giant saran wrap snowball thing. If you don't know about this, it's going to be on the blog. Um, basically what you do is you buy a bunch of gifts, little small things, little like self-care items, scratch off tickets, scratch off t- like, um, if you're not into that, that's fine. Um, little, like I do like lip balms and, um, Chocolate fuzzy things. socks and 
candy and just a bunch of little tiny gifts that you can and this is something that you can pick up throughout the year or in the few months leading up to the holidays and then you get a literal metric ton of saran wrap last year i used 10 rolls of saran wrap and you start wrapping everything and you then you add something on and you wrap it and you add something on and you wrap it and you just keep wrapping and wrapping and wrapping and wrapping and it makes this giant saran wrap snowball and then the game is um you all sit in a circle and one person has the snowball and the person to the right has a pair of dice and they're rolling the dice trying to get a pair and as soon as they get a pair, they get to take the snowball away and start trying to unwrap it. And you get to keep whatever comes out when you're unwrapping. And there's no pulling, there's no breaking, ripping. And it is such a fun, fun, interactive game. And when it's over, people are trading. I'm gonna put this up on the blog, the directions. It's very easy, but at the end, everybody's trading and it's just this fun little, thing that we're all in a circle cheering and laughing and it's really funny when a guy pulls out a pair of pink fluffy socks or you know it's just it's really a fun little experience and if we hadn't broke from the tradition of stockings and you have to have stockings on Christmas we would have never done this thing that is now really one of our fun new traditions and so don't feel like you have to hold fast to like traditions and things that you did when your kids were like little bitty and now they're teenagers. You have to do the things exactly the same way. Now those things that are really precious and special, of course stick with that. But there's, it's okay for your family traditions to change as your family changes. So maybe this year look for ways to embrace this stage where your family is now and do some things a little, maybe a little differently than you've done in the past. I love that advice. I think it's a super, super good advice just to, to move forward in the freshness of the season. And I can definitely agree that the snowball game is a great one. And I don't know if you guys do like a, a big prize in the middle. We always usually do like a $50 bill. Do you guys do that? We do the, yes, I do, I do $150. There's a lot, okay. But in my defense, there's a lot of people in my family, and even if you spend $10 per stocking for all the people in my family, it really comes out to the snowballs the same amount of money. So we do like a 50, 150, a 20, two 10s, and like 10 ones. But they're all throughout the snowball, but the middle one is usually the big, the big money. Yeah, that's what we do as well. I think my last tip is around decorations. You do not have to buy new ornaments every year. And this is something that I fell victim to the first few years of being an adult. I was like, I want a new tree every year. And now I've come to the point where I really feel like it's just better to have a base tree and then maybe every once in a while change out a few ornaments or have a couple of sets to rotate through. But you do not need an entirely freshly decorated tree every single year if that is putting you under financial stress or emotional stress on what theme of the tree you need this year don't fall prey to that you do not need it no one's going to hate you for not having a completely different tree than you had last year and i I have a friend who literally stresses about this for five months out of the year 
I have no idea my trade is this year. A couple of years ago, I did a silver and blue, and then I did a red and gold, then I did a purple and pearl, and then I did a silver and, or a rose gold and copper, and I just don't know what I'm doing this year. I mean, everybody knows Christmas trees should be white with <laughs> blue and white and silver ornaments. Like, that's what Christmas colors are, right? Blue and white and silver? Yes, right? Tell me I'm right here. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think it's just a good idea to give yourself a break from that stress. That is one area that is just simply not needed. Unless you are the curator of the Christmas tree at the local whatever, whatever, you don't need a million and one different sets of ornaments. And it's okay to have a mismatched tree. Even if people tell you it's not, it's okay. I can tell you I don't personally have a mismatched tree with uh, like 30 years neither. of ornaments. You don't do that? No. No, I don't either. But it's okay to have that. I have friends who have three kids right now. She has three kids. And she has ornaments from the time they were born until now. And that's how she does her tree. And it is wonderful every year. It's okay to just have one set. You don't have to have a new set every year. So if you're falling under that stress, I hope that you can survive yourself by letting that one go. And it also, it is okay to have a matchy-matchy tree. And it's okay to have a white Christmas tree with blue ornaments. And as it's, much as some people might tell you it's not, which I am a pretty firm believer in having a real tree, but it's okay to have a fake tree. Well, okay, first of all, some of us got pneumonia three years in a row from real trees. So, yes, it is okay to have a fake tree. Yes. However, there's like some serious online hate for that. So, hashtag no shade. But with that, I think it's a good time to segment into one of our favorite sections, Surviving the Week. So this week is Time Change Week, and I don't sleep well. I just don't. So with this extra hour, and I'm currently an hour behind my usual time, so I got like an extra two hours of sleep that night, I am so thankful. I'm loving it, and it's helping me get through. But I also have freshly done nails, and I don't, I'm, I'm not one to usually do my nails super often because I do play ukulele and they kind of get in the way. I usually just do like one hand, which sounds really goofy, and it is. But when I have like a full set of freshly done nails, it is such a wonderful feeling. It gives me life. So, this week, I am surviving the week with Sydney in person because she's here! And she came to visit me. And that's better than any chai, bulletproof chai latte, or freshly blued hair, or anything at all. Because Sydney's here with me. And we just made an incredible feast that will be up on the blog soon for Christmas. And I could not have pulled it off without her at all. Y'all, I'm just going to say three words. Black Forest Trifle. That's all you get for now. If we could actually drop this mic, we would, but it's way too expensive. We're not going to drop it, but look. There. I simulated a drop. Anyway, so look for that on the blog coming soon. But yes, Sydney is just just knocking my socks off and blessing me this week. And I'm so glad that she's here in person. That she's definitely how I'm surviving this week. I'm glad to be here. It has been a blast from the get. As always. Keep surviving.